Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> My God. I love to praise your name. I love to lift you up. We bless your name. Sweet Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. My God. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Good morning, beautiful people. I pray all is well with you and your family. I pray you have thanked the Lord for waking you up on this morning. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I pray you have you know prayed over your family loved on your children if you have children you know i had my quiet time with god on this morning and i tell you all the truth you know the lord loves us so much he does and everything he does he does for a reason you know when i look back on my life and i uh this morning you know i just really had a you know i had a i had a i had a moment with god a real transparent moment with God and uh I'm allowed to share my testimony with you all on today so here's the thing good morning sister Bella how are you beautiful I love you sis so uh you know here's the thing I'm 42 years old and on this morning when I woke up I realized for 40 whole years I was living with other people of course as a child with my mom and my grandmother and family but then even as an adult you know in my home i had my children and then from time to time my nieces and nephews and then whatever guy that i was dating and well every time and then my mother right so i've always had a house full like for 40 whole years i was always you know surrounded by other people and i was telling god i was like you know i truly feel sorry for people who have a house full of people but yet they feel like they're alone because when i had a house full of people i felt smothered and i said lord forgive me but i really felt smothered and it's because like i never had time alone people were always around me like if it wasn't my children saying mama it was my nieces and nephews auntie auntie and if it was a guy I was dating you know boo you feel me you know um and then like if he wasn't at work he was calling me on every you know jesus the guys that work you know they'll they call me every time they could you know and then so i'm at home with kids and i was a stay-at-home mom and my god my heart goes out to all the stay-at-home mothers because I understand, man, it is not easy, sis. Like, sweet Jesus. Like, they have no idea what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. You're taking care of children. You're making sure the house is clean. You're making sure you go grocery shopping. You're making sure that you cook the food that you go grocery. Oh, Jesus, you know. And, like, people think, yeah, the man is at work and he's working to provide for the home. But, like, what about the moms that are at home with the children and making sure the children are okay even if because some moms homeschool my heart truly goes out to you sis like man i salute you ma'am i salute you with all my heart like homeschooling is hard and there's many moms that even homeschool but you all for some reason think that being a stay okay a stay at home mom is easy and it is not you know taking care of children 
on a daily basis. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it so much. So being a stay-at-home mom is not easy. You know, uh, like, for instance, if your children are in school, you've got to get them ready for school. And that starts the night before. The night before, what do you do? You got to make sure they take their bath at the right time. Make sure they go to bed on time. Turn the TV off at a decent hour, even though they get upset and be like, Mama, I want to watch my show. No, not after 8 o'clock, you don't. So anyway, you know, you've got to have dinner cooked by 6, which is a good time. I truly do believe that. Let those children eat. You know, by 7, they need to take their bath. And by 8, they need to be in their room. You know, you all wonder why your children aren't doing well in school and it's because they stay up so late at night when they go into the school building they're still sleepy you know there's no structure in the home i'm not knocking y'all i'm just trying to help you all out you know one thing's for sure and two things for certain my children always had enough sleep and they always did well in school their grades were always up to par why because there was structure at home i'm not the best mom but i i mean i just wasn't going for the nonsense you know um and nowadays we have it where mothers want to live their life and let the kids just do anything. And that is not it, moms. Uh, we cannot have the same mindset as some males do. I know that maybe you feel like I am tired of being a mom. I didn't make this baby by myself. But anytime we open up our legs and allow a man to have sex with us and a baby is, a, is reproduced, you know, is a product of it. It's on you, mom. You can't force that guy to do anything. I am sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we women need to stop trying to blame men when we allow them to have sex with us, especially unprotected sex. How you go blame a man for having sex with you and then you got pregnant? You didn't protect yourself, sis. I mean... I got to be real. I am sorry, but man, it's time to hear the truth about us women. We don't want to get on birth control. We don't want to use a condom. But then when we get a baby, we think a man is supposed to stop everything that he doing when that guy probably just had sex with you as a one night stand or a fling. Man, ladies, y'all got to cut this out. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm trying to help you all out here because this is something that I had to deal with myself. You know, my first baby, I've told you all this before. The condom literally busted. I wasn't on birth control because my mother or my father did not want to put me on birth control. But the condom busted and I still got pregnant. And with my daughter, at first I was using condoms with her dad. And then when I started catching feelings for him, I stopped. And guess what? Got pregnant with my daughter. I mean, I'm being real with y'all. And then my youngest son, I was on birth control. His daddy hid my birth control pills. Then while we were having sex with a condom... I mean, I need you all to hear me and hear me well. And it was during the week that I was waiting to go back to the doctor to get put back on birth control pills. Y'all hear me? And took the condom off during sex time that he had a Charlie horse. And then by the time I went to that doctor, 
They had to do a pregnancy test before giving me. This is all within a week, you all. And I was pregnant. I was pregnant. Because it was time for my annual exam as well. And the, and, and, and the craziest part is the nurse was like, I can literally see the sperm in you. And you're talking about a woman that burst out in tears because I was not ready for a third child. So make no mistake about it. So when I gave custody to his daddy, when he was 12 years old and that man got upset, baby, you got me pregnant on purpose. I kept that child. You kept kidnapping that child, taking that child, keeping that child from me. And then I gave you custody for you to take that stronghold off of me. And you got upset because you knew once I gave you custody, you no longer had that power over me for when I send them to California. And if you don't want to send them back, you don't have to. Are you coming to Tennessee and you taking him over state lines to California? And then I almost died, you all, from stress and malnutrition. So make no mistake about it, ladies. Anytime we allow a man to have sex with us, there's a possibility that you may become pregnant if you're not on birth control. Because once again, the condom busted. And then the unprotected. And then a man just straight taking a condom off during sex, talking about his, he got a trolley horse. Like men play games. And then, make, oh, but hold up, fellas. Let me tell you all this. Be careful of women. Because women will poke a hole in a condom for you to get them pregnant. Many of you men have been trapped by women who thought that having a baby by you, they could see that you had something in you. They could see the potential. They could see that you had a future. And they literally got pregnant to put your future on hold. And the worst part is some of you fellas fell for it. You know, I know some women who got pregnant on purpose by some star athletes in high school. Just trying to mess up the guy's life. And shame on you women who do that, truth be told. Truth be told. You know, what I have come to find out, you know, God has been just really dealing with me because, like, many times we are all too hard on pastors. We are hard on the body of Christ when we've got to realize that they are human beings like everyone else. It's just they have a title. Some of them are God-ordained and some of them are given by man. However, you know, the truth of the matter is this. They're going to make mistakes, period, point blank, because no one on this earth is perfect. So they're going to make mistakes. And you've got to, you know, at the end of the day, God's grace is sufficient. And we've got to hold on to that because we all make mistakes. And here's the thing, when you see people trying to change, that's when the grace comes in. But people who just feel like grace is for you to continue sinning, I'm sorry, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know, um, he does not give you grace for you to continue to do that same sin over and over again. He gives you the grace not to repeat it, you know. Um, and there's so many people who have been hurt by people in church leadership. You know, um, and my heart goes out to you and I apologize to you on behalf of the body of Christ because people, 
they take their titles and then they feel like they're entitled to do whatever they want to do. And that's a lie. Um, and I'm sorry that you have been misused, mistreated, abused by people in leadership in the church. Because here's the thing. Some of the people in leadership in church are not God ordained. They're in leadership because of their mama, their daddy, their sister, their brother. Come on. Their husband, their wife. Come on. Their grandmama, their granddaddy. I mean, it's not a God ordained title. It's a family business. I just need you all to hear me and hear me well. So make no mistake about it. It was not God who hurt you because hurt people hurt people. People are in a position as a pastor and they are hurt and they are not healed. And they try to minister to you from a broken place when they need to go get the help that they need so they can be healed. You understand? But their pride constantly gets in the way. So they don't want to get healed. And they want to keep talking to you from a broken place. Not realizing that's why no one in the church is being set free nor delivered. Because they're not set free nor delivered. You know, it's amazing how, you know, you can be a minister of the gospel. But you can be so screwed up that your pride won't allow you to go get the help that you need. Because in order for you to help others... You got to be healed, set free, and delivered. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I'm telling you, you know, when you're, I shake it, so when you are, when you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you may all may not like the tongues, but the evidence of speaking in tongues, I'm gonna say, I'm not shutting my tongues down for any of you all. I'm not quenching the spirit of God. And for all of you who are always doing a Facebook live or an Instagram live. And you do not allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. That is a pride issue. Because the people who are following you and watching you ought to know that you have the evidence of speaking in tongues. I refuse to be on a Facebook Live or Instagram Live and tell you, oh, I'm not going to speak in tongues in front of you all. I said, hey, the devil is a liar. I'm not quenching the spirit for any of you all. And we'll see if you don't like the evidence of me speaking in other tongues, I don't know what to tell you, but I refuse to quench the spirit of God to appease anyone. And that's just the whole truth. You know, I'm telling you throughout life, I, I'm telling you my time with God today, it was like I cherish all the memories with my family members. I'm talking about everybody that was in my home, outside of my home. I truly do. And what I can do more for my family is pray for my family than trying to interfere with what's going on in their lives for the simple fact they are all, you know, they're not living in my home, so I can't control what they're doing. You know what I mean? Give the sound advice and then so be it and let God do the rest and pray that somebody go and plant another seed. But what I do know is that it is not for me to sit up right and watch every single aspect and every single level of their, their spiritual growth because they're not in my home. Uh, but I just got to pray for them and pray when I see them again, I can see where, they grow, where they're growing. Uh, too many of us <clears throat> want to control our grown children who no longer live in our home. And that is the problem. And many of you are bringing stress. Uh, oh my God. I mean, like, do you all realize what you're doing to yourself? Your children are grown and out of your house and you're sitting up here stressing about them as if they're in your home. I mean, my God, take care of the people that are in your home. You pray for your children. If you know that you've done your best and nothing less, which is what I do know that I've done with my children, regardless of 
you know, my daughter who is just like, she, she's just angry at the world. So she's going to say I wasn't a good mom when my mama and my daddy told me that I should be proud of myself for how I've raised my children. So with that coming from my mother and my father, hold on, baby. What you're talking about means absolutely nothing. I pray that you heal. I pray that you get better. I pray that you take care of your baby. But first off and foremost, stop trying to come up against your mama because this is a war that you will not win. I pray that you stop acting like your certain family member that's always going up against your nanny, Janiah, because at the end of the day, you see that's not working out well for her. So I just pray that you understand that I love you and I'm going to let you live your life. But everything that I instilled in you, I know that you will use it someday, but it's time for you to heal and time for you to let go because no one owes you anything. And this sense of entitlement that you have, nobody owes you anything. Understand that part. And I definitely don't. I gave you life, baby girl. I gave you life, baby girl. I gave you life, baby girl. I raised you. I wasn't perfect, but I know I did a good job with you because you living on your own and you haven't had to come back home. And I was a single mother, remember that. And it wasn't by choice. But you go stop taking out your anger and frustration on me because of what your daddy did not do and what your daddy family did not do because I did my best and nothing less. So you take your issues up with the people who did not stop coming for me because I'm your mama. Honor thy mother and thy father. That's it. That's all. You know, I, I got to tell you all something. You all got to understand for you parents who know you did your best and nothing less, but yet your children have daddy issues. Don't allow your children to take their daddy issues out on you. You were there. You did what you had to do. You sacrificed. Don't let your children throw guilt on you for what their daddy did not do. Don't do that. Don't do that. When you know that you truly did your best and nothing less, don't allow a child of yours who's upset with their daddy and his family take their frustrations out on you. I'm trying to help you all out here. I'm trying to help you all be free of guilt that has truly nothing to do with you. Like this, this, like the issue, the daddy issue has nothing to do with mommy. You can't make daddy stay. And I just want you all to know this to all the moms out there. But once again, ladies, if you don't want a baby, I mean, I'm just telling you, use birth control. There's too many birth control methods out there. But stop getting pregnant and then thinking that the daddy's supposed to put his life on hold and do things that you got to do for your baby, for your children. I mean, I've never done that. And I thank God that I did not do that. But that's because, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I didn't do it, but I just thank God that I didn't. I mean, it was a time where I almost tried, though. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, because, like, at one moment, like, Jesus, my second baby daddy, like, I was really angry, and then I had to think about it. Like, I was the one who caught feelings and stopped using the condom like a dummy. You get where I'm coming from? Like, it was my own stupidity, because I caught feelings. <laughs> I mean, hello. So, and I was 20. That was stupid of me. Yes, it was. So, I was 21, sorry. No, I was 20. I turned 21. And then I had her the next month. So, long story short, the point I'm making is, young and dumb, <laughs> you know, many of us do it and we need to stop. You know, stop catching feelings and then thinking, oh, 
freaking stop it ladies stop it i mean jesus stop it <laughs> you know even you adults you know you grown adults not you young adults i'm talking about you want you know like stop it ladies like these men you know it's nothing against them. It's our own stupidity. You know, we let our feelings get in the way. Like, it's not the men's fault that we let our feelings get in the way. I mean, I know I probably have a lot of you women upset right now, but the truth is the light of the world. You know, we need to do better, ladies, for your point blank. Men are made up differently from women. And women, yo, we are nurturers. Well, we're supposed to be. All of us are not. Uh, it skips some of us. <laughs> I thank God it did not skip me. But what I come to find out, even with that, you know, my dad raised me to be a wife, you know. And so I noticed, like, throughout my relationships, I was giving wife benefits to boyfriends who did not deserve it. You feel me? So, like, as to where I was taking care of home, taking care of my kids, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was making sure dinner was cooked, making sure the house was clean, and then I was making sure that I looked nice, right? But see, people didn't understand. They thought like, dang, she doing all of that and she look good. No, see, the trick, here's the secret. As to where I was always taking care of everybody else, my free time was me going shopping, getting me something to look nice, me doing my hair, making sure I look nice. And that was my free time. So it just all worked in together. Sweet Jesus. Like half of the time, I didn't even have the energy to do it. But the fact that I had been putting so much time into everybody else, I was like, man, I can't let myself be looking a dang old mess. The only time I was literally like looking a mess is when Andrew was in Cali and I couldn't get him back. And I wound up, uh, I almost died from malnutrition. I lost like 45 pounds in four months uh, and, and, and things like that. But it was from stressful situations. But as long as it wasn't no super Jesus, like depression moment or, you know, stressful moment, I always kept myself up. But that was my relief from taking care of everybody else, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, taking care of nieces and nephews, taking care of boyfriends, taking care of my mom. I mean, you know, so it just all worked together, but man, it wasn't easy, but it just all worked together. But you all don't have no idea what it's like to be a stay at home mom or a housewife or whatever. And I salute you women. And if you have a bad hair day and you just feel like having on your day going, what? jogging pants or whatever you want to wear all day your yoga pants man do what you got to do until you feel like doing something else because they don't know what you go through they don't know your struggle you feel me they don't understand it's a physical and mental thing they don't understand it and it's not for them to understand but you keep being a good mom i salute you and god bless you for everybody else, I pray y'all enjoy your day. I pray someone enjoy this message. I pray that you take notes. You know what I mean? I just pray that it bless somebody as much as it blessed me because this is a conversation I had with God this morning before having it with you. So just know, my God, Lennox and Amanda, my heart goes out to you all. Um, just remember, God is just. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. I know y'all are frustrated. I know your pain. I even know your frustration in this waiting period. But I know that you all believe in God and you all have to know that God has a plan. And it may not be the one that you feel like is right. But what I found out when Sydney was killed, I didn't like 
how things went. I did not like how people went free, you know. Um, but then I read about the people in the obituary. So just know vengeance is mine. I will be paid, repay. You may not get your day in court here in the state of Tennessee, but you better believe you're going to get justice. I promise you, you're going to get justice. Believe what I am saying to you. Receive these words. You are going to get justice. The waiting period is the hardest time. Trust me, I know that you're going to get justice. Lennox, you got to know what I'm talking about, son. You got to know, son. You got to know. You got to know. You got to know. My heart goes out to you. I'm praying for you all. But just know that your daughter plans on meeting you in heaven. Because she's with God now. She's with Jesus. So you're going to have to do what you got to do to make it there to see her again. Let God be God. And God is fighting for you. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. I pray you all enjoy your day.